0: Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it.
1: You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win.
2: Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey
1: Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bear tested. Somebody stop that man.
2: Do you play in the NFL? What's longer, a half or five-eighths? But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl.
0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another edition of Honey, I Covered the Spread. Week one is done, and I performed the one thing we said not to do fully and that is to be mediocre six and seven is not what we're looking for week one
2: <laughs> no no but and, and the thing is with the you hit the big godwin first cd prop on thursday night whenever i if i have no idea what to play in the game and i'm looking to see what people uh put out for picks those are usually the picks that you're like i'm not wasting money on it like no no way and uh I'll tell you what, I was fired up when when he scored it because I was like, all right, we're off to a hot start. We're going to be good. We both had good Thursday nights. Um, Sunday was okay, but uh, uh, Thursday night I I was expecting a big week, but
0: uh, we're both positive nonetheless. Yeah, you you took the more conventional route. I took the – use a free play on a long shot to score first touchdown. So Mm -hmm. we're going into week two with definitely some momentum here. So you went nine and five, right? Yeah, so I got it here. You went six and seven. Um, If you
2: want to give a quick run through on on the bets, do you have them written down?
0: Yeah, I got them written down. So I had – so I went six and seven. So Godwin hit the the Jets over, did not hit. They never really had a chance. That was a bad read on my part. Did not think the Jets' defense was going to do that good and also may have underestimated Carolina's defense a little bit. I'm not sure yet. Um, Cleveland plus six hit, that was fairly easy, even though Baker tried to kind of blow it at the end there. My very, very, very bad beat of the week was Tennessee and Arizona over 52. I needed one point in the entire fourth quarter, did not get it. Matt Prater was a 43-yard field goal with like eight minutes left, shouldn't have even mattered, and there was no score in that game, in the fourth quarter, so I lost that one. Colts Seattle under fifty one. That was fairly easy. Uh, the Colts could not do anything in the red zone. Me and you both had Rams Chicago under forty seven. Right? That was yeah, yeah. That was a little bad tough. Bet. I would say I would say bad bet by us. I, I, you know what it was? This uh, Robert Woods catch was it was a very nice catch. Uh,
1: yeah, to hit yeah. That Chicago.
0: Over. I, Chicago moved the ball. Okay. Fairly better than I thought they were going to, if we're being Ag- honest. Agreed. Agreed. And then Baltimore minus four lost. I didn't really see the end that game, but I heard it was crazy. Uh, the in that game <laughs> as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Bills over 48. That was a terrible read by me. The wind scared me. I, I did say I didn't like that bet. I put it in a while ago. And I didn't like it. So good for me for admitting that I didn't like that bet, sticking with it. And then Ruggs overhit Andrews. Two bets did not hit. Andrews looked terrible. And then the teaser hit with Bucks, Seattle, and Niners. Fairly straightforward, besides the Bucks. And the Niners had a little bit of a scare, but never in doubt.
2: Very nice. Very nice. And like I said, that was for a positive 7.6 units. For me, uh, Thursday night, we started off with the, the Bucks minus one and a half and the Rams minus one and a half teaser. Um, Bucks were scarier than I thought it was going to be. And Dak looked good. The defense for the Bucks did not. However, uh, I'm going to give more credit to Dallas than uh, downgrading Tampa's D. In my opinion, I think um, people were talking about how Tampa should have won by a larger margin because of the turnovers. But uh, you know, what did Dallas leave four points on the board with a field goals and the extra points? The
0: very least, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I, I thought the same thing. I thought, yeah, maybe they should have got blown up. at the same time, they they missed a, a short field goal and then they had. I think that in the Reds, they couldn't score a touchdown in The Reds. red I mean, they, they score a couple touchdowns, I mean, you know, that's, that's right, an easy one. right So I thought, I thought it evened out pretty much.
2: So, yeah, I thought that was more uh, a positive showing for Dallas more than anything. Um, I had the over, that was easy. Uh, that all was going to come down to how Dak and that offense looked. They looked great. So that was easy. Over 51. Zeke under 58 and a half. He looks just as slow as he did last year. So that was very easy. Uh, that wasn't a big sweat. They were throwing most of the time think – how many times did Dak drop back? It was north of 40. It might have been – it was crazy. Drop
0: right um, back? I mean, it was north of 50.
2: Yeah, north of 50. And Gallup over 49 and a half. That was just a tough one. He left – I don't know when he left the game exactly, but uh, he ended up sitting out the most of the fourth with an ankle uh, injury. I don't know when he set out, so that could have been a bad beat. He had around 30 – the high 30. I, I think it was the uh, start of the fourth. Okay. So, yeah, I, I was losing faith in that one. He was – he's not – playing a big part in that offense they're really uh hammering home cd and amari who you know can't can't argue with that but moving on to sunday uh had Najee harris over 53 and a half yards horrible bet he ended up with like 48 so it was close but i think it was uh he had a few decent runs late i saw that he averaged like a yard before contact um not very good that that o-line's gonna have issues and buffalo's run d is not is their biggest weakness. So if, if they're not running the ball well against a team like that, they're gonna struggle all year. That's a loss. The under, however, was easy, sweat-free. Um, that pitch for D is no joke. And uh we still had a big 10, uh, still got some issues there. So that, that under cruised. Washington minus one was, that was just a not to say a horrible read, but it had no business winning that. Herbert did not regress at all, I would say. Uh, you know he looked good, I think, on third down, he's like 11 for 16. He looked great, and even when Fitzpatrick went out, Heineken moved the ball
0: as well as you would expect Fitzpatrick to, so I can't really complain too much there.
2: I mean, the that that
0: fumble by Gibbs, I, 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 I took the Washington Lodge, so I was there with you. Um, I mm-hmm. just sprinkled a little bit on them before Fitz got hurt. I mean, that that fumble just kind of fucked us, yeah, that, that's fair. The fumble was really bad, I think. That and this, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I live bet New England, and I think the top three uh top three worst turnovers this week based on win probability before and after and lost epa was the damian harris fumble which i took new england live uh the dalvin cook one where they were dropped getting into field goal range in overtime and he fumbled and then the antonio gibson one so i was i had a all three of those what was debo on that one Debo was up there um i can pull it up right now debo was Debo and then actually Josh, one of the Josh Allen fumbles was up there, which I actually missed. But um, I'm not sure if you know which one that one was about. No, I didn't or see him
0: fumble.
3: One.
2: Oh,
0: actually, I did see it, him fumble.
2: Their winning percentage is at like 80 something percent.
0: Well, they were the 10, so 10 the nothing. Right? Have 10,
2: yeah, the first one was Damian Harris. Second one was uh, Anthony Gibbs or Antonio Gibson. They put Anthony. Uh, Chris Godwin was three. Okay. For Thursday night. Um, and then fourth was Dalvin cook fifth was jamie gillen from the browns and then there is josh allen and debo okay the debos wasn't too bad their winning percentage prior to the fumble was 100 after the fumble was 97 percent that's why it wasn't
0: it was still 97. Okay. All
2: right. right i get your point though the fact that it was even giving them a chance especially the winning problem, the winning probability doesn't uh, take that to effect but um anyway moving on uh, we just talked about Washington and Minnesota there. Minnesota just couldn't, could not put away Cincy. It, they did not look good on either side of the ball. On the road, they just never seemed to look good. So uh learned my lesson there. Another teaser hit, San Fran and Rams. Very easy for the most part besides, like we talked about that, the the wild plays at the end there. But other than that, I think it was a good read. Cleveland plus six and the over, both came home. Uh, no defense in that game, which we expect. Uh, Cleveland looked good. They threw the threw the ball to win early, and then basically just kept they kept throwing the ball. And Kansas City did what they do, and they came surging back to take the win. But Cleveland stayed within the number. The Giants under came through. Although I will say both offenses looked better than I thought. I think the Giants D was disappointing. I would say uh, I am a fan of Teddy, but they were moving the ball, you know, six yards at a time pretty easily all the way down the field, and they won easily. And on the other end, the Giants gonna run the ball, but I thought uh, through the air, I, I had the grade on them. I thought it was fairly good. And uh, although both offices were decent, uh, the under came home. Rams under, 40, the Rams under 47 we talked about, I think that was just a bad read. I think Chicago's offense looked better than we expected. And the B looked worse than we expected. Pittsburgh plus seven was an ad. And that ad basically came from after watching Thursday night, it kind of hit me where we were talking about how much of an advantage the Bills and Tampa Bay had from running back all 22 players and whatnot. And then it kind of hit me where it was like, you know what, maybe that's for the first couple of weeks, a little bit of a disadvantage because the other team has 17 to 20 weeks of film and you, they know what you're going to do. If you don't have new guys and new play callers, they know what you're trying to do. I don't know if that was necessarily the case in the Pittsburgh game. It was more of their defense playing well and, and the special teams but anyway i added that last second plus seven and that came home easy i mean easy to an extent obviously after the first half it wasn't looking good um and then finally baltimore minus three that was a late add, just because it dropped to three i figured baltimore would you know they typically bully these bad teams they thought they were still able to run the ball all that and they just were very disappointing the defense looked horrible the offense did not look good at all and uh harbaugh more than anything he he looked very uh, suspect. At the end of that game, they get into field goal range with like 40 seconds left, and he just tucked his tail between his legs and, and, and he left way too much time on the board. And it was it was very odd. I just don't think they trust Lamar at all to throw the ball. They still don't. And with that being said, that they didn't run no. as many QB designed runs. I think they only ran three. Yeah. Typically, typically, they're closer to double digits. So you know if they're if they're trying to protect him a little bit more. But at the same it's time, not not with not that open line,
0: I'll tell you that much.
2: Right, exactly. And then they're gonna let him open let it open it up a little bit with uh, him throwing the ball. It's gonna be tough. So uh that was a loser. That was the most frustrating out of all the, <laughs> the games this week. I was I was losing my mind. But um yes, yeah, so overall nine and six for uh positive 4.8 units. So combined, we were up over 12 units on week one. So we'll look to build on it here, and um Hey, if we got to take advantage of those big props and these teasers,
0: that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to apologize for hitting a bet. Okay. Nope. Nope. That ain't enough. Cold cash over hot takes. <laughs> I figure but, um, if I want to have a successful year, I just got to hit these first touchdown props every game. So let's uh, just keep getting. So any bet, any though.
2: other any other takeaways from Week One?
0: Um. I oh I would be remiss if I didn't bring up our very good friend of the podcast, Jameis Winston throwing 150 yards and five touchdowns. So yeah. Jameis, good job, buddy. Let's keep this train rolling. Cause you know, I'm riding it this week, buddy. I'm riding
3: it this week. Let's
0: go. Yeah. That, that was definitely uh, one of the most surprising to me. I would say it was
2: just how good they looked and how bad green Bay looked.
3: Yeah.
0: Also Houston over Jacksonville. I thought that was that was impressive from Tyron. So I'll just say that and Urban Meyer is going to go to USC already. So <laughs> yeah, he uh, he looked so uninterested there. He just
2: he's so weird, man. As a guy in college who would always abort whenever things even got a little bit rocky. I'm shocked he took this job and he I, I don't know if he thought it was going to be easy or what, but um, I can't imagine this last long. I can't believe they even went with them to have the number one pick and to take like a
0: a risk like that on Urban? I don't know. Very, very bizarre to me. Dude, he was reaching for his chest in, like, the second quarter. They're down 14 yeah. nothing. He's like, oh, man, it's getting yeah. tight again. Yeah, someone gets a man to thumbs. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, the only other thing I would point out is I think uh, offensive holding was called a lot more than it was last year. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't as, it wasn't as much as 2019 where it was crazy, but something to keep in mind with the totals. Uh, I thought there was a lot more offensive holding. And, man, oh, man, did it feel like a lot of the penalties were in the worst possible spots, you know, be like a second and short, they get the first down and there's a holding. Now second and long, cuts up third and long, and, and the drives over. So um you know keep an eye on that with the totals, I would say. Not gonna make too big of an adjustment, but definitely keep it in mind if you're if you're 50-50 on whether or not to pull the trigger, it might hold me back on a few of them.
0: Yep. Oh I do have one more thing just because I was watching the Jets game. Uh the Jets punter braided man. Punts the ball our own guy holds Carolina into his plant leg he gets fucked up I think he's got six to eight weeks I'm wearing his jersey too it was the only jersey the only gestures I have long story short every jersey I get the guy that leaves gets hurt or then winds up leaving so <laughs> so there you go I did it with the punter again but Matt rule made the Jets punt again because Brady man was in the locker room because he fucked his knee up and the Jets kicker uh, Matt Amendola comes out has never punted before in his life, high school, college, nothing. Takes a snap and just bombs on fucking 66 yards over the return's head out of bounds on, like, the 12-yard line. So, fuck you, Matt Rule. Don't let <laughs> Matt Amendola punt the ball. He actually had a great rest of the game. They did sign Thomas Morstead this week, but I thought that was just very funny that the Jets kicker is probably a better punter than the Jets punter that they used a six-round pick on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I would have been lying to you if I told you I knew that Matt Amendola was the Jets
0: picker, but, uh, you know, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I mean, I got those weird, obscure facts for you. You got the weather. I mean, this is why this podcast yeah. works. More of a weather guy. But, um, all right, I, I think
2: I am ready. If you are, we'll, we'll hop right into it. Week yeah, two, the right I in. guess the, the, the key here is we're going to perfectly pick out – the the big adjustments to make, as well as identifying the overreaction, if you will. It'll be fun, but uh, we'll see if we can do it. We'll start with week one. We have Washington on Thursday Night Football hosting no, the week Giants. No, we're in week two. Week two. All right, off we'll to a hot, hot start here. But week two, we have the Washington football team hosting the Giants. Heineke in at quarterback. The Washington football team is laying three to three and a half with a total of 40
0: and a half. I'll, I'm going to let you start with this one. All right. I don't really have – I don't I don't have a pick yet in this game. Leaning under, obviously, and leaning the Giants. Um, I think you have a pick already, but I'll, I'll let you get to that. I just – it's going to be an ugly game, isn't it? This is – Yeah. This is one of those where – this is one of those Thursday night games where the color rush was created, right? No one's really going to tune in mm. unless they're fans of those teams or the jerseys are different. A la the very early 2010 Titans and Jacksonville games, but I, I can't see them scoring many points. I mean, the Giants' defense didn't look too good against Denver, but I think Denver's offense is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And I mean, the Washington put up 16 at home against the Chargers. I think the Giants' defense is better than the Chargers' defense. So I'm expecting another low-scoring game. Saquon did not look particularly good. I still don't think he's healthy. That short week should definitely help his ankle and knee. And I, I'm not sold on Heineke. So I think the Giants should—I mean, I think they should cover three, even on the road. But who knows? I mean, Nate Solder looked like he could care less in the world if he was blocking somebody or just standing there. I mean, he was—he was a goddamn traffic cone, a turnstile, whatever you want to say about him. And Chase Young might feast if, if they don't do anything. Chase chasing Carrot's an idiot, dude. I, I don't know how he is still the offensive coordinator. Everything is so predictable and it's just, it's just glorious to watch. But I those are my leans. I don't have I don't have a play here. Yeah, I mean, like you
2: said, I think it's gonna be ugly division matchup on prime time. I think that uh short week, but although these guys know each other, so it shouldn't be too bad for either team. Heineken, uh, one thing I saw that before he came into the game, they had the highest, the fastest paced offense in week one. And once Fitzpatrick left the game, they fell to like 28th. So it slowed down considerably. Uh, that's by design, I would have to imagine, with Heineken. So you gotta expect a slower pace from them this week. No Curtis Samuel. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, like I said, Jason Garrett, that, that pass rush against the Giants O-line should wreak havoc. The Giants could not run the ball at all. Uh, they re- the only reason they got a decent grade with their run game is uh, Dimes can can move. So he was scrambling. He, he was picking up yardage. But I would, I'd like to think that this pass rush keeps him in touch. I'm going to be on the under 41 here. I'm going to grab a 41 at minus 120. And, uh, yeah, n- nothing more than that. Just I think it's a visual game. I was between first half and the full game. But uh, I'm gonna go with the full game. That since I could still get a 41, I think once that falls to 40, I would lean more first half under 20. But um, let me write that down. I'm going to be on
0: that under 41. Did you see? Did you see Terry McLaurin's catch last week too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He's unbelievable. He is. He's crazy. One of the best catch I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, and two units on that, by the way. Okay. Moving on, we have Carolina hosting New Orleans. And Carolina is laying or getting three currently, I'm seeing a three or three and a half, depending on where, where you can find the bet at, but a total of 44 and a half. I'll start with this one. I mean, it's it's tough because, I mean, New Orleans, there's a sh- huge adjustment for what they did in week one. And this is one of those spots where I do think I would lean Carolina just based off of the overreaction. However, I, I did not like what I saw from Carolina at, at all so i'm not i'm not taking it just yet but i would say if that offense can move the ball somewhat and th- you know you got to think at some point james is going to hit some bumps in the road it's not going to be as smooth sailing as that and i could see you know all of a sudden everyone comes back down to earth with him but for now i, I would be in carolina just based off of the overreaction idea uh, but i'm not getting involved yet
0: yeah, so I took the Saints as part of a teaser at plus four and a half. Um should I just read out the rest of them? Yeah, yeah. Plus four and a half, you got them. Yeah, plus four and a half. And then I took three other teams, which are come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh oh, I oh so I did take Giants Giants Washington under 48 as part of that as well. Okay, under 48. And then Colts plus 11, Bills plus 4. How many units? Uh, we're going to do 3
2: on that one. 3 on that. So I so did say... you think take... just ride in New Orleans?
0: What's up? Did so you just ride in New Orleans after what you saw? Yeah, I think they look good. I'm sure it's it's, it's a touch of an overreaction, but, I mean, they, they fucking dominated the Green Bay. Like, Green Bay never had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even think it's too much of an overreaction with James because James didn't really do anything. I, he, sure. He threw five touchdowns, but he was 14 for 20 for 150 yards. Actually, I think it was 148 and five touchdowns. That's not doing much. Like it, it, it's just kind of doing what the game flow was. I don't know. It's not like he put up 500 yards or some shit. He was barely even throwing the ball. So I think they could, they could do that easily against Carolina. And and to your point, I don't think Carolina looked very good against the Jets. I mean, yeah. Donald threw for, 235 yards in the first half, but I, it, it seemed like they kind of figured him out in the second half. Now, whether that was because the game flow and rules just kind of went, and he's so scared of him making turnovers that he just kind of went into that shell, which I think he did a little bit, but still, I think Carolina should have blown the jets out. Donald missed three or four throws that were pretty easy to make in my mind for an NFL quarterback. Sure. He, he did make some, some other good throws and, and I'm happy that, you know, he did well. And I think he's in a fine spot in Carolina, but I'm not sold on them. I mean, I I don't think the Jets are a particularly good measuring stick for teams looking for success. So to win by five where the Jets could have even got the ball back if they just got one stop with them running the ball. I mean, give me the Saints because the Saints were home last week and they weren't even home and they still did that to 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 green Bay, So let's go to the saints. Let's see what Jamie's got. Just keep feeding Kamara the rock and that defense is legit down there. Yeah.
2: I I can't, I can't disagree with much. I think the big thing is going to be that offense. We we know the defense is legit and they can play with them. Uh, the, The offense is what was really surprising. Now, you know, it could be that we just haven't seen that offense with a quarterback who could throw it downfield in a long time. And we forgot how good um, Sean Payton really is, if that's the case, then this seems an absolute wagon. But, um, you know, w- w- what are the chances that this Carolina D, you know, we, they went all defense in the draft last year, a bunch of rookies, another year under their belt here. What are the chances that they're a little bit better than we think? You know, I know the Jets didn't look great, but, you know, maybe the defense is a little bit better than we think.
0: I, I agree. I, I think they are. They looked very quick. Mm-hmm. and athletic I think they will be pretty good but do you think there's a certain I don't want to say chip on his shoulder but for Sean Payton do you think he wants to prove that he can do this without Drew Brees like like this is his system right it's not it, it, you know what I'm saying like it wasn't all Drew Brees it's him too kind of like a Belichick Brady thing uh I- kind of but like Belichick wasn't like offense, you know. This is like right. this is Sean Payton's scheme. Like this is him. Right. Uh, I don't think I don't, there is, but I'm just one. Right. I personally I don't think, don't think so. there is.
2: I don't think so, but I, I I think it's more so just the fact that he might he might be able to do so much more with a quarterback who could throw it downfield. But I don't get is just why why they go to to taste him
0: last year. Like I don't no idea. It, 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 it's because. Probably because they didn't He's think Jameis was, I don't know, you want to say smart enough or he didn't have enough time in the scheme? Smart enough sounds right. mean. So maybe he just didn't have enough time in the scheme that he thought he actually knew what he was doing. I can see that because I'm sure it's a pretty complicated scheme that you that you need to know. I, I have no fucking idea. but. And, and here's another thing, right? I mean,
2: you you talk about Carolina. The spread's three, three and a half. The total's 44 and a half so that low wow yeah so it doesn't really add up i I, this just feels to me like if there's one game for me to bet blindly on overreaction it's this one so i am leading carolina pretty heavily you know they would be at home they they were home last week so you know they're at home this whole week preparing new orleans is now flying they were technically on the road i'm going to say last week this is kind of like their second road game if you will if, if you would allow that and um I could just – maybe the defense on Carolina is a little bit better this year than we think, and, you know, maybe Jameis is a little bit overrated right now based on week one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel come Sunday. Anyway, on to the next one. we got Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland is laying at this point in time 12-and-a-half. That's across the board, and we have a total of 48 to 47-and-a-half. I'm going to start here. Uh, really like what I saw from Cleveland last week, even taking the L – uh, like I said, I love Stefanski. I love what he does. They can run the ball, but they they do throw early to try to get that lead. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that last year. A lot of people just thought they're pounding the rock. They do that, but they're throwing a lot on first down. They're one of the more analytically driven teams in the league. Love the talent. I don't love OBJ being out, but I mean, against this Houston team who, you know, looked good against a, a poor Jacksonville team week one, I think Cleveland scores at will here. And on the other side of the ball, I think the most surprising thing from Houston was they threw the ball very well. You mentioned Tyrod in the beginning. They they looked good. And this Cleveland D isn't the best. Uh, we know that. I, I'm not sure how bad they are. It's hard to judge them after playing Mahomes in week one. I'm leaning over here, over 47 and a half, over 48. I just, I, I'm a little bit nervous about maybe underrating this Cleveland D simply because they played Mahomes last week. But I would lean the over heavily once again, kind of like Carolina. haven't ripped it yet, but I think uh, this Cleveland team moves the ball at will again. I'm very high on them this year. And uh, maybe Houston is more of a, you know, playing from behind. They're they're willing to throw that ball. They're willing to, to swing it around, and that's always good for an over.
0: Yeah, no, I don't hate that. I, 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 I'm leading Houston right now, to be honest. Getting 12 and a half. Getting 12 and a half. They look decent. I know. know. I know it's against Jacksonville. I know. I know, everybody. I know. They look pretty good. They played hard for that new coach, David Cully. They, they were playing hard. A lot of veterans that are, I mean, probably playing for, I think they have the most amount of players on one-year contracts. So, like, everyone's kind of playing for, like, the next year, right? And yeah. I think this is, now I know this is the Browns' home opener, so that place is going to be, you know, rip-roaring, right? There's got to be some, some sense of a trap game. I know it's the second game of the season, but to have that league going to the fourth quarter against the Chiefs, who you play, who played – so you played two weeks in a row, right? Last season you lost to them, crashed out of the playoffs, opened up with them first uh, week here, and you've lost to them both times. And now you're coming home to a Houston team that many people – Including me, say they were the worst team in the NFL this year. I think it's sort of a trap game, so I'm leaning Texans. I don't know if I'm going to take them yet, but God, I want to. I, I I think this is all the the makings of a trap game. They're not going to try too hard. They're not going to game plan too hard. They're still kind of licking their wounds after losing to the Chiefs, and I don't know. I just Texans play hard, man, and I just appreciated that last week. But I don't I don't hate the overlook either because I don't think Texans defense didn't look too good and. Their offense so decent. So I think both teams can pretty much put up points. Yeah. I
2: think the one thing to watch there is going to be Clowney and Garrett against Tun- uh, Tunsil and, um, could they get Marcus Cannon from the past at right tackle? Yeah. So you would like to think they can hold up on the offensive line. And, and like I said, they're playing hard. They pretty much brought in a bunch of guys to compete for jobs and, and keeping their careers alive. They brought in a lot of good depth pieces to be starters, if you will. Um, I, I, I don't like it as a from a franchise perspective simply because I think we both agreed on their over four with the look because they're gonna to play tough and, and they have a lot of motivated guys who are decent, you know, just a little bit below average. but um, they're gonna play hard. I don't know if it's good for the franchise overall, but I am um, I'm definitely leaning over here and I would it's tough. twelve and a half is so many points. I would think if there was a game for Cleveland to just absolutely bury someone, it's this one especially after losing the way they did last week, like you said. You know, hopefully the worst case scenario here for us is Cleveland takes the lead early and just suffocates them with a the run and just runs off all the clock. But um, both lean in here, right? No official plays?
0: No, no official.
2: Okay. All righty then, on to the next one. We are moving over to Chicago, where Joe Burrow and Co. are heading to. They are catching two and a half points right now
0: and a total of 45 I will let you start with this one um so I I'm, I'm intrigued by this game I will say I think the Chicago so let me say this about the Chicago Bears I was I was pleasantly surprised at how they besides having the under in that game I was pleasantly surprised by how they're moving the ball against that Rams defense I don't know if that's due to their offensive scheme or the Rams defense maybe taking a step back but they're moving the ball pretty well there. I th- I, like, I think they – I don't want to say they win that game with Justin Fields starting, but, I mean, they might win that game with Justin Fields Sorry, <laughs> I don't know why Andy Dalton – I think it came out again today that Maggie was like, we're not starting him before week four. Like, we want him to learn. And I'm like, wh- why is he doing – why is he doing this thing where he puts him in for a a play or two to do that that stupid fucking run option or or some shit play the kid or don't play the kid don't don't do this gimmick shit to just get Andy Dalton out of rhythm whatever rhythm he's fucking in and then get this kid a taste I I don't know man like I don't like what he's doing with him I I think he should just start him I think feels gonna be very good but so I was pleasantly surprised with Chicago and then Everything I said about the Bengals in that season preview we had, I was wrong. Jamar Chase can catch the ball. Doesn't matter if the stripes are on the fucking ball or not; they're on the helmet, so he can see it. And Joe Burrow looked great, and that that all uh, he called that fourth down play right, and just dropped that into a, to a bucket to I think it was the tight end uh, to win the game in overtime. I love Burrow. I love him. I lean the Bengals here. I do, because they're getting, what are they getting, two and a half? Yeah, they're getting two and a half currently. So I lean them, but I don't think I'm going to take anything in this game. I think think this is kind of an ugly game too, but I'm a little intrigued. I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am on the
2: opposite side here. I'm going to be taking the Bears. My logic here is basically I do think the offense looked better than I expected. They moved the ball, I thought, decently, um, going up against a very good defense, and they were on the road. So uh, they're coming back home here against a Cincinnati that it should be a lot easier, a lot softer. Since looked really good week one against the run, which was very surprising going against such a good rushing attack that they looked very good. And Chicago actually per EPA had the best rushing offense in in week one. So we got two um two strengths, if you will, uh, going at each other there. But on the other, other side of the ball,
3: great. yeah,
2: on the other side of the ball is where I'm I'm kind of going to be ripping Chicago here.
3: I, Cincinnati on the
2: road. And you got to lay less than a field goal. I'm always going to be intrigued there. And then that O line was ranked the worst for Football Outsiders in Week One. who that is. And you know you're getting this defense in Chicago, which did not look good at all against the Rams. I think this is a big bounce back spot at home. Hey, people are doubting us all of a sudden. Think we're trash? It's time to step up. I think they get after Burrow, and uh, that's all I'm really going to say there about that. That's that's what's going to put me on the edge over the uh, over the hill here, if you will, to to fire this bet. I'm between one and two units. I'm going to put one for now for tracking sake. But I think just like I said, anything less than a field goal with Cincy on the road that you got to lay and you have a defense that should be able to get after Burrow pretty easily, it's hard for me to ignore that. And let's just say that, God forbid, uh, they throw fields in there and if he gets, starts getting reps. Oh, I really love this play then.
0: Oh, I think I think that's such a – that is the question betting the Bears for let's say the next two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. If, if, if field he gets in. It, Yep. Yeah. And, and, and Yep. Because uh, I think I don't think they start him. I think he comes in at after the first quarter or at halftime or something in in the game, and then he just takes over the starting job. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's just gonna be a start.
2: Right. Right. And, and I do think that uh, you know pretty much any success that the Bears offense had in Week One is all thanks to Nagy. I'm not giving Dalton any credit at all. I, I would and agree. That, yeah. And and that's what more so scares me from putting more units on this is. If, you know, since he's run, run Grundy is legit, like it was in week one against, I would say, a better rushing oriented team and uh, Dalton's forced to throw the ball more, that's where things get very scary for me. So um, that's the only thing there. And I would look to if this game is going on and say the Bears are down at half and their offense is struggling and, you know, they do pull that switch, I will be all over that live. It's not going to count for our record in this pod, but just want you to know that. That's fair. But anyway, moving on now. We have Pittsburgh hosting Vegas. So, we got our first game when our West Coast teams travel in the East. I don't think it matters anymore, but um, still worth noting. But anyway, we have Pittsburgh laying five and a half with a total of 47. So, I'll start here. Uh, we're going to see just how good that Raiders' pass rush is. They look great last week. Um, I think Ngaku is questionable. He left the game with a hamstring issue in the fourth quarter. I haven't seen any updates on him. But um that that Pittsburgh O-line looked horrible, dude. Like so, so bad still. Big Ben looks bad. Still a well-coached team and a great D, but that man oh man is that uh that offense going to be tough to watch. Their goal is to basically get it to their playmakers early, get them out in space and let them do what they can. I don't hate it, especially against this Las Vegas defense. You know, maybe just keep it simple and move the ball there. Vegas coming off an emotional win. You know, their first uh, home game with fans in Vegas. Now they're going to Pittsburgh. It's a horrible place to uh, to play there, going up against you know, just a insane defense. I would lean Pittsburgh here, playing the five and a half. however, I- i'm I'm just leaning because I- it's tough for me to justify taking uh, this offense based on what I saw to like five and a half, where I think week one uh, the score did not truly uh, tell the story of that game.
0: Okay. I love the Steelers. This is my lock of the week. I (laughs) love the minus five and a half. Every So their defense looked great against the Bills. Great. Derek Carr is going to be running for his fucking life. They're not going to play this dumbass cover zero shit the entire game like the Ravens did and leave Darren Waller wide open. He's not going to have 25 targets. The Raiders are coming off a short week on the West Coast. Emotional win In overtime on Monday night at their first home game, they got to come all the way east to Pittsburgh. On They're playing at 1 o'clock, right? I mean, come on. Give me the Steelers. There's no way the Raiders are up for this game. The Steelers' defense is going to feast on the Raiders and Derek Carr, and that offense is going to come alive. I think Najee Harris is going to have a big game, and I think Big Ben kind of gets going. So I love the Steelers. They are my lock of the week at minus five and a half. I have that locked and loaded already, and I'm guaranteeing a win there. How many? How many units? Give me three on that one. Three on that one.
2: Um, here's a question for you. Do you do you have the um, when we were in the season preview, you had the uh, EPA under pressure. I, I think you had that at your disposal. Yeah. Do you, do you still have that? I would love to know no. what car is under pressure because I swear I don't know if there's many guys better than he is. Uh, he, he just – he's very smart, and I think he's so underrated. I, I really disliked him, and I even got texts before the game Monday night being like, God, like, car sucks, this and that. And I'm like, he really – he's actually very good. <laughs> like, I think just, yes. there's a stigma around him where he's just – you know, he's not good, and, you know, Steelers should get after him. But, man, he, he seems to do okay when he's under pressure. He makes the most of it, so we'll see. Yeah. And then the other yeah. side of the ball – I think um like I said that that pass rush looks looked great for the Raiders. Um so we'll see. I I would lean under here and, and Big Ben even leaning under I me, mean, I might even rip that the forty seven, because even Big Ben after the game was like this defense is gonna have to carry us if we're gonna be a contender. Whenever you hear the quarterback of a team say that, no, no that's just start. a
0: classic undersell, man. That's just yeah, yeah. no, that's playing but, poker, man. The
2: under, under came home pretty easily week one. So I'm
0: at 45. I don't know. We had a chance there if it went to three overtimes, college rules. <laughs> it's,
2: it's um the under. I would lean under. And uh, but I agree with you with Pitt. I, I have a hard time um, thinking Vegas can get up for this one. Although, like we said, who knows? But uh, I would. So you got three units on Pitt. I'm going to lean Pitt and the under there.
0: But anyway, yeah, so moving he, on here. Uh... I got another one. Let me see. So, do, 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 so he averaged eight eight point seven yards per attempt last year under pressure, which was the second highest mark in the NFL. Let me see if I can get a better stat here. Uh, where are you? Where are you? All right, he's not on top. Uh, Big Ben was pretty good. athletic.
2: I I couldn't figure find it on him. Um,
0: I just typed in Derek Carr under pressure right now. Uh, but yeah, that was where I was getting it originally. The athletic uses all like football outsiders and. Uh, right. So pretty much you pay for it and then they pay for. Uh, right, right, right. The other shift for you. Uh, so he was third under pressure last year. So he had a 103.7 passer rating plus 6% <clears throat> completion rate above expectation and about 67 completion rate under pressure. Dude, that's insane. So yeah. He is, yeah. he is he is fantastic. I uh, I don't wanna,
2: you know, get crazy, but that game Monday night, I know you didn't watch it, it was every time he was under pressure, he's he's so composed and he knows what he wants to do. Um, he's one of the smarter quarterbacks pre-snap too. And I, I never really noticed it. I don't watch them much, but he um there's a reason he keeps putting up the numbers year after year. I think if they can you know, I, I don't love Gruden. If they can get a, a competent coach in there with a, a real GM, I think he's a he's a little bit underrated. I would say actually a lot underrated. Um, but something to keep an eye on this week because he'll be under pressure again, I promise you that, going against that Pittsburgh team. So if he can pull that out again on the road, my lord, I think we'll uh, start be talking about it. Maybe a little early, uh, maybe a little MVP uh, ticket action going on. If we get a no decent price case. on him. No hey, case. I'm on the Vegas, What, what I'm on the Vegas uh, over seven wins, I think. So that good start for that but um
0: no i i agree with you i i think he's a i think he's a great teammate too i don't know if you saw his interview after the game about praising zay jones i mean i mm-hmm. I, I don't like saying too many good things about the raiders because uh brand uh brandon jones is a raiders fan and i don't like seeing him happy but mm-hmm. i i do really like car I, I think he's a, he's a really good guy and he is a good quarterback man these stats yeah. back it up
2: People people forget that Jay Jones was running around a hotel naked, uh, freaking out one time. And um, if that doesn't make you root for the guy, I don't know what will. But oh, let's I move on to Miami. It. Miami at home hosting Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be in that heat. Uh, it's a known thing at this point that when you play in Miami early in the year on those hot days, the team's sideline is roasting in that sun. So, I think that's baked into that That idea is baked into this spread right now. The bills are laying three and a half. We have a total of 47 and a half. And I will tell you that the look ahead line before week one was a three here. So, if you're thinking there's some adjustment for the bills losing week one, it actually went in their favor. I just want to point that out before you get started with uh, with this one here. Okay.
0: Okay. That's good to know, yeah. actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was my original thought process was, okay, this is an easy spot here. Check it out. And it's like, okay, everyone, you know, Vegas is good at this point. (laughs) They, uh, they know what everyone's thinking.
0: Yeah. So I I have the bills on a teaser plus four. I, I, I do like them. Like I might, I might throw a little money line parlay with them and maybe a a team or two. I I know I'm the one that brings up the, the humidity and the sun that, Miami puts them on the opposite sideline. I know I brought that up last year. I know a lot of bets went that way. And I think a lot of bets hit because of that. But I think, I think a a team with Super Bowl aspirations, right. That Mm -hmm. lost their first game at home, that home opener with, with fans again to, to a Pittsburgh team that people had third best in that AFC North right now. They could finish higher than that. We don't know yet. And they look pretty good, but, to to not a most people had the Bills winning that game. I think they were almost a touchdown favorite. I think they're going to get a little desperate here. Maybe it's a little bit of a reality check that they can't just coast through the season. I like Miami. I liked them before the season. I took them ahead of the Patriots uh, to, to to finish in the division. I th- I think I wanted to take the playoffs, but I didn't. I I do like this team. I, I love Brian Flores. They play so hard. They, they're disciplined. They they play the game the right way. I, I just think I know it's week two in 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 a season that has an extra game, but I think a little desperation is gonna set in, especially against the division foe. That they these two teams know each other very well. I, I think that the Bills can get it done, and I think they will get it done.
2: Are you so you're leaning the minus three and a half, but you have them in teaser? Yes. Yeah, I so. This is tough so i ripped bills earlier in the week i got the three even at three and a half i'm not touching it right now however what i i did play today was i'm playing the team total over 26 and my my thought process here is i think this offense is going to bounce back they went up against probably the best defense in the league last week they're playing a miami defense that pretty much just relies on turnovers which i do not i think that's a uh what's the word I'm looking for a fluky plan? A uh,
0: yeah.
2: You know what I mean? It, it, you can't rely on that. Yeah. Fugazi plan. I think, um, you know, Looking at these numbers from the week one grade uh, there, they were middle of the pack a little bit above average Miami week one going against that Patriots offense, which cannot, you know, hold this Buffalo offense's jockstrap. So I think Buffalo goes crazy and even though they're in the heat, I think that plays more of a, a factor against the defense in my opinion. And, um, Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna be on the total team over uh 26. They get right this week. And also I think um I would if Buffalo can fall back to three, I will be ripping that and adding that to the card. I think he saw looked a lot better in week one. However, he's still just he if that first read isn't open, he he's screwed. Yeah. He yeah. he freaks out. He, you know, he's still got a lot of developing to do, which is fine. He's still young. I wouldn't even really consider last year much of a, a you know, an experience, if you will. I think uh you gotta consider this his true full rookie season. Um, so that scares me. But but also, I do think that he plays a factor against the D. I'm not willing to play more than a field goal. Uh, but if it falls back to three, I will be all over Buffalo. And um, I'm already on the team total. They uh, they get right this week, I think.
3: Yep.
2: So let me have that down. That's two units of the team total. And I'll, I'll wait on Buffalo. If it falls to fall three, if it falls to three, I'll probably be putting uh, three units on that. But moving on, we got Indy hosting the Rams and uh, Rams going to the East Coast, one o'clock game, early game for them. Like I said, don't know how much that matters anymore. We have to follow the numbers on that, but um, the Rams are laying currently three and a half and the total is at 48. I will start with this one and this is another one. If it wasn't New Orleans trying to take an reaction spot, it's this one with the Rams and also with the, the Colts, right? You got one team who looked very bad and you got one team who looked very good I I can't get involved as long as Carson went to the quarterback with Indy, I'm not getting involved with them. And I also am not rushing to take this Rams team just yet, especially in this spot on the East coast early. But, um, beyond that, I mean, they, they were so solid across the board, besides rushing the ball, uh, the Rams could not seem to generate anything there, but you know, they moved the ball easily through the air and, uh, Indy's D could not do anything, especially in the run game last week. Uh, defense was probably the most underwhelming thing I've seen the offense we expected some uh, growing pains especially with the injuries they had but the defense was very shocking shockingly disappointing and then um, on the other side like we talked about the I mean the offense they they could pass block but besides that they're not doing much especially at least not last week so I think if anything here maybe you grab a, You maybe grab like a first half, first quarter Colts line, if you can get a field goal in some way, maybe taking advantage of that early start. But beyond that, I don't know how you take Colts full game. Uh, Would mean, if anything,
0: maybe Rams full game. Colts first half, you know, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I just have the Colts plus 11 in that teaser. I think they'll keep it close enough. They were pretty bad in the red zone last week against Seattle. So if they remedy any of that, Cause they did move the ball decent, you know, 20 to 20. And then they kind of stalled. I mean, it is Carson Wentz. He, he doesn't have the ceiling of Justin Herbert, but you know, he's pretty good in, in his own right. <laughs> that threat was <is> unbelievable. <laughs> um, But yeah, the Rams scared me a little bit. I mean, I know they won by 20 against Chicago, but that was a lot closer than that final score kind of showed I, that, Coming, so I, I think it's almost technically a short week for them. That Sunday night game coming back early, mm-hmm. I think that'll play a little bit. So I do like your first half lean. Um, so I'm just gonna stick with this teaser, though. I think, I think the Colts should be able to keep it within 11. Uh, maybe get Jonathan Taylor going a little bit if they can. And, but I'm just not sold on the Rams. I mean, Chicago seemed like they had a couple of. Defensive breakdowns, especially on that Cooper Cup uh, long touchdown that that happened. So I'm not sold on the Rams offense just yet. I think they're still working some kinks out and, and coming east. I think at home, the Colts can keep it within 11. Fair. Fair. Moving on, we
2: have Philly, who is hosting San Fran. San Fran's on their, on their uh, second leg of a back-to-back roadie, they requested this one. Uh, and if history repeats itself, we know that these second legs of the back to backs, where they request it from the NFL, they stay at that. I think they're staying in Virginia again, I believe last year they, they did this and then went and blew out the giants The year before that they blew someone else out. They really love this week of bonding at the hotel and these practice facilities. Um, they're headed to Philly. Philly was, I was high on them this year. I'm high on hurts. I'm high on that offense. Uh, so it was not surprising to me, but I think to a lot of people it was very surprising seeing what that offense did. Philly is currently catching three and a half with a total of 50.
0: I'll let you start with this one. Let me check my notes here. I don't think I have a play for this. No, I don't. Uh, I don't have a play for this. I. The Eagles were very impressive last week. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Hurts looked great, so you you were spot on with that through week one. Defense looked very good as well. I mean, I had a Ridley prop, and he had 39 yards in the first drive, finished with 51 for the total game. So that's not good, that's not what you're looking for. I don't know what that Atlanta offense is doing, but uh, Philly looked good. Miles Sanders looked good. Jalen Hurts looked good, you know, as a whole, they looked good. San Fran looked spectacular i know it's against the detroit in three quarters and then they fell apart in the fourth so i think there might be a little overreaction there that they fell apart in the fourth because i think they probably just lost focus but i don't i don't have i don't know if i have a lean here i know i said last week i i was leaning the eagles just because they were getting points against the falcons and that probably would have been a good bet but i don't really have a lean here i think this should be a pretty good game, to be honest. Both teams kind of want to run the ball. So, we'll, you know, let's see what happens there. But I think this should be a pretty good game, pretty close game. I guess I would lean Eagles at home against the Niners, getting more than a field goal. But I think this should be a pretty close game, and, and let's see what happens, man. Mostert's out, right? Mostert got Mostert's out for the year.
2: Mostert's out, um, and that San Fran D is banged up already once again.
0: Yeah, they lost out uh, Jason Verrett, right? He's out for the year. And then um Miles Sanders in practice today. I don't know, I don't know what that's about, but it just says rest slash ankle. So I don't know if it's rest or ankle, but um I was impressed with Nick Serrani in his first game. So yeah. I don't know, man. Let's see. I, I'm excited to watch this game. I'll tell you that much. I'm not gonna take a side or anything, but I, I'm very excited to watch this game.
3: Yeah,
2: so I'm, I'm going to take the over, for, uh, I'm seeing a 49 and a half
0: over at, um
2: where is this, what book is this, FanDuel. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think basically uh, I'm high on this Philly offense. I think people are still shocked by it. I don't think they're adjusting for it yet. I think it's kind of like, all right, let's see you do it again. Uh, like we talked about this, San Fran D is banged up already. I mean, looking at this depth chart, I see one, two, three, four, five, six people questionable, not including the, the guys that are already on the IR, or whatever you want to call it. Um, D is banged up, um, you know, Philly looks like they could run the ball, throw the ball, all that. So I, I expect points there. And on the other end, I think that, uh, you know, that Philly D, it's, it's aging. So I think, um, you know, I'll take Shanahan and that offense. That's a well-oiled machine with everyone healthy currently to put up points to get above that 49 and a half. The only way I see this falling apart is there is a little bit of like a – the one thing with this Eagles D from week one was that it wasn't great against the rush. Against Atlanta, believe it or not. Um, unfortunately, Atlanta was behind, so they couldn't really run the ball a lot. But um, Philly has a pass rush; they always have. Um, they have, you know, um, those two edge rushers that can get after the quarterback. And uh, yeah, you know, but- maybe St. Grant stays away from it, I, you know, just if they go totally run oriented, and it's, you know, once, whenever you're taking an over in a game where you expect a lot of rushing, it is a little bit scary. So that's the only way I see this not getting over. But I'm buying both these offenses right now, and um, with. San Fran being as injured injured as it is already early in the year, I'll, I I uh, I'm going to take my shot with the over.
0: I actually like that. I, I like add the, to the over. Card, add it to the card. All right, let's add it. Man. Let's add it right there. and a half.
2: I'm going to put um two units on it for now. Um, might add another unit as we get closer.
0: All right, give me two as well. It's
2: a little consensus pick right here. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Did we have, did we have any? Yeah, we had the Rams under it, didn't it? <laughs> Oops.
0: I right, 0-1, the consensus picks. Okay, cool. cool. on to the next one. We have
2: Jacksonville hosting Denver. Denver flying out east for another early start. They really uh, hooked up these West Coast teams yeah. in week two. And uh, this is also Denver's um, – oh, this is actually it's actually funny. I didn't look into this. Do you know if Denver stayed on the East Coast? I would assume so.
0: I would assume so, but I did not look into it.
2: Yeah, I did not. I did not look into
0: that dissuade me from picking denver though i will say that okay okay second road road trip uh second road game on the east coast uh i guess
2: you start then. what do you got here because i personally have nothing to say here I, I i can't go close to jacksonville i also don't love um another team that i don't know if they're as bad as it seems and now denver is laying six on the road uh once in that heat also don't forget that heat down there as we talked about with miami i just uh
0: I don't love this one three words teddy two gloves bro what did i say last week i said he's 21 and three against the spread as a starter on the road he's now 22 and three against the spread as a starter on the road he's going on the road again against a terrible jacksonville team <laughs> maybe they'll keep it close in the first half with his home opener but you know trevor's first home game or my blah blah blah, blah, blah. Urban Meyer sucks urban meyer sucks I, I, I just can't – I, I think Denver's just going to, like, feast. I, I mean, I was pretty high in Denver before the season. And I, I know the Giants aren't too good, but, I mean, that defense looked great. Defense looked great. Offense looked pretty good. I know Jared Judy's out, and he was looking pretty good, actually. But you still got Corbin Sutton. You still got uh, Hamler. You still got – I mean, Melvin Corbin broke off a fucking touchdown run. I didn't know he still had it. And, and, and Teddy Bridgewater was balling out, man. I mean – I, I think Denver rolls. I think they roll. I think they win by double digits easily. So I'm taking Denver minus six. That's the, I, I, the Jaguars just got blown out by the fucking Texans. I mean, come on, come on. Fair, that's fair. I would lean under if anything. I
2: think. I think this uh, Denver D is good. I think Jacksonville is going to totally change up the the game plan where I think they're going to try to run the ball more. Um,
3: which yeah, that's not going to work.
2: Yeah, you, you might be able to do that. Uh who knows? You never know. But um the Giants can do that. Well, the Giants, I think uh Jackson was line It's supposed to be better than the Giants, right? Let me take a quick peek at the ranking. By how much? Um, um they're ranked 23rd by PFF, and the Giants were ranked 32nd. So the Giants were ranked dead last. So I guess, you know, lean under. I'm not rip, I'm not touching it. I'm not remotely involved in that game at all. I don't even know if I'll watch a second of that okay but best of luck to you thank you,
1: to you and to my
2: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. two units all right put that down moving on to the last one o'clock game of week two we have the jets hosting the patriots here uh throw the record books out when these two play and right now the packs are laying all the way up to six here with a total of 42 or you can get 42 and a half depending on what way you want to lean there i'll start um, man, oh man, let's pray. Let's take a moment here. A little moment to pray that Zach Wilson does not lose both his decaps this week. Um, after what like Carolina, before. yeah, once, based on what Carolina was able to do with the pass rush, I am very nervous about our, our young man, Zach. I'm, I'm almost hoping he has an illness Sunday morning, a little stomach bug that, uh, he has to sit out. Wouldn't be surprised if that popped up. I leaned New England early in the week at six, tough to, to lay that much with a rookie quarterback, you know, on, on the road in divisional game. If I have an, enough drinks on Sunday, I'll take the Jets, but not tell anyone about it. But uh, yeah, there's not one positive with the Jets offense on Sunday. I don't care what you, what kind of stats you throw at me besides that last drive, which was garbage time. It was, um, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. O-line couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. It was crazy. And on the defensive end, I would say they were, um, they played well, and that's not surprising with Salah. He coaches them up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I would lean under if anything here, I, uh, I do worry with the two rookie quarterbacks, you know, maybe a little bit more prone to turnovers. Uh, I just, I, I don't really want to get involved with this game. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, the jets come through and they're competitive. They should be against a rookie quarterback. So, um, that's all I'm hoping for. I really have nothing besides that though.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I lean under. They, I, I watched I watched some film on them, specifically that offensive line, and all Carolina needed to do was run a fucking simple stunt with their defensive linemen, and they were walking past the Jets like they were a welcoming party. I mean, it was really bad, and Belichick is known for his stunts, so I can't imagine that New England won't be in the backfield on almost every fucking pass play. My only hope is that LaFleur gets a little smart, does a couple more boot legs and kind of move in the pocket shit. But for a team, for a, a team that has a LaFleur slash Shanahan offense, you got to establish the run. They could not establish the run at all. One iota. And for a team in the Jets that has an offensive line that was handpicked by Joey Douglas to and, and the whole narrative through training camp was that they could run block they were a little shaky pass block a little shaky it's a little generous they couldn't run block either I, they, they couldn't block uh elijah Veritucker was a turnstile people were just going past him like he wasn't even there and and, and that's a first round pick 14 overall it's got to be better it has to be better mac jones looked pretty good he, he was kind of a check down guy but i think that's what belichick wants and i think if if Damian Harris doesn't fumble, they probably win that game. So yeah, you know, sure. he looked he looked pretty good. Um in that sense. Solid blitzed a lot actually against Donald and, and the Panthers, which he, he doesn't normally do, but you gotta get pressure somehow. Uh Quinn Williams had a terrible game. He was kind of uh, overshadowed by uh, Franklin Myers and uh someone I forget the other fucking guy's name, but I lean under. I don't, I think the Jets are gonna have an, you know, another tough time moving the ball. And I think with Mac Jones being that kind of check down artist, Belichick's gonna probably wanna run the ball a lot. Um, short passes, keep the chains moving. I lean under if it gets up to seven, I will probably take the Jets, but I'm hoping I stay away from it.
2: Yeah, the one thing I wonder is the Jets typically are good against the run on defense. Uh, obviously, this is a new uh, defense they're running out there with Salah, but uh, a little bit of a contrarian play might be maybe a Mac Jones um, completions prop over completion. Him. Yep, yep, yeah, something
0: something like that. But um, we'll see what that number pops up at. I mean, I, dude, to be honest, the Jets defense looked pretty pretty good actually against. I like I know Darnold threw for for you know a shit ton of yards in the first half, but they didn't have a ton of scoring opportunities. I mean, I know Robbie got behind him once and then they scored that other touchdown, but it wasn't a ton of scoring. Like they looked decent enough where I thought they were going to be letting up like 30 points a game. And I don't know. They look decent. Uh, Michael Carter looked good in the secondary. Um, Mosley actually had a terrible, terrible PFF career. I think he had like 29 or something. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with that. But they're banged up two Bectons out for at least six to eight. He might be out for the year, actually, after a second opinion. So uh, fonts move over left tackle, which, I mean, that should be great. And that means Moses is back at right tackle. So I, I don't have a lot. I just I – just I'm praying. Let me light the candle again. I am just praying that Zach Wilson, our Mormon Jesus, stays healthy after this game. Yeah. I, that's one thing to keep an eye on.
2: If they, the defense plays decent, like you think they did week one this week against Mac Jones, I think we might have a beautiful chance to rip a heavy bet on a team's total team over against them because I'm not giving them any credit playing against Darnold in week one, and I'm not going to give them any credit playing against Mac Jones in week two, and I'm hoping they do look decent because week three, uh, wherever they have coming to town, it will be a big bet on the total team over. But uh,
0: we'll see. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I don't mean to spend too much time on the Jets. I just watch them the most and, and I watched a lot of film on them. I, I think Lafleur also called an awful game in the first half. I think he might have had a little nerves. Get that fucking guy back in the goddamn fucking press box, Salah. He does not want to be on the sideline. He can't see shit. Get him back in the press box and let him just do his fucking thing. And Crowder is back this week. Elijah Moore, looked. Uh, he dropped that one ball. I think he was interfered with, but um, there were a couple shots that could have happened, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Enough Jets stuff. Moving on to Arizona hosting Minnesota. First four o'clock game. Arizona is laying three and a half currently, and the total is fifty one. I will start here. I, uh, Arizona looked amazing, especially on offense. Week one, they were able to do whatever they wanted. Uh, Kyler Murray was playing like it was Madden. However, they should be playing a a way better defense this week. That Tennessee D is garbage, and this Minnesota team should be a lot better, especially uh, getting after the quarterback. I think um, they were the top overall rated pass rush in week one, and um, Arizona's O-line is nothing to write home about. So I do think um, that'll be something to keep an eye on. It's Minnesota getting after him this week, and uh, so we'll see about that. On the other side of the ball, I think Arizona's D is something that we spoke about in the preview, and we spoke about week one leading up to it. Is uh we are higher on them than most people today. And they showed out against Tennessee week one. Now, are they as good as that? I don't know, but I do think they're above average. Uh and Chandler Jones went crazy. What do you have? Five sacks.
3: So yeah, five.
2: That's crazy. And I'm telling you one thing, man. My man Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's very good under pressure. I don't need to uh, look up the stats on that. But yeah. um we'll see, man. I I people minnesota is a very trendy pick right now uh i think once again the overreaction thing getting more of the field goal i'm not touching them I, I hope this line this goes all the way down to three because i'll be on arizona if it falls all the way to three but besides that I, I got nothing man i do like both these defenses and both these offenses do have some power to them so uh, i'm going to stay away on this
0: yeah i, I think arizona is going to be my another part of that that money line parlay that i'm, I'm building together in my head right now mm-hmm. um But I'm not going to take him spread. I'm not going to take Minnesota spread. I agree with you. I think this is a very tough game to call. What I will say is I think I really like DeAndre Hopkins props this Sunday once they come out. That Minnesota secondary got fucking shredded by Burrow and Co. And DeAndre Hopkins looked fucking sick. I mean, that guy is so fucking good. His body control is unbelievable. And Kyle is going to look for him on almost every play. So. I like the Andre Hopkins props. I think I'm going to put Arizona money line in a parlay with maybe Buffalo and one other team. But yeah, I, I don't have much on this game. This does seem correct me if I'm wrong, this seems like one of those games that the Vikings just win for no reason.
2: Yeah, both these teams have that in them where it just feels like they win the games they're they're supposed to lose and lose the games they're supposed to win. You know, the point I'm looking at it, I'm looking into the numbers here, I I don't hate the over. I thought it was higher. I thought it was gonna be the, I thought it was gonna be above 51. It's at 50 and a half right now. Um it's just the Minnesota offense really was disappointing last week, in my opinion. Um, it's the second road game for them, so I don't have that marked down on here. I would lean I over. I might add over. I might add over depending on how I feel. Uh Sunday. I, you know, it, Minnesota can get it for the quarterback, but Kyler should negate that. That's typically the one thing he can do.
3: I agree. Uh
2: and then across the board, uh, Minnesota's D, I think, is already banged up too. I think it's another D that's already banged up. I'd have to check the injuries on that. But um, if they're missing a few guys, then man, Arizona should be able to put up points and um maybe be able to take a little bit of an overreaction to Arizona in week one, going against the new offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Where um you know they couldn't do anything. I think um I would even over here surprisingly, but uh, nothing yet on that.
0: Yeah, so we'll move I, on. I just know I, I know Tennessee was down by a lot too going into the second half. They weren't kicking field goals, right? They were going for on fourth downs and whatnot, going for touchdowns. So I think that does have something to do with it as well. If, if right. keep it close.
2: All righty, well. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks coming off Thursday Night Football with a little bit extra rest. They're hosting the Falcons. What's that number right now? They are laying 12, 12 and a half with a total of 52. I'll let you start with this one.
0: Yeah, I don't have much for this game. I do want to say, how did we not bring up last week Brady's record in, uh, Brady in against the spread in primetime from the previous year? I think it was 0 and 5 against the spread in primetime. That is time. true. That is true past you got- bedtime. Guy likes to get his sleep. Just a little mm-hmm. bit of an oversight on our part. I don't have much here. Um, uh, I think I mean I I, I want to take the Falcons, don't get me wrong. I'm not going right. to. They looked awful. I think Tampa Bay wins pretty easily. I might take them in my survivor pool. Um, but the one thing that that does scare me just a touch, just a little touch, is the way that Tampa looked against Dallas specifically against Dak and co in the receiving game and the passing game. I think the Falcons have sort of, I mean, obviously it's not on the same level, but it's, it's decent enough to, to throw the ball around the park. I think Tampa goes up like early, like, like early, early, just keeps going. I don't think that Atlanta defense is very good. And I think they'll go up early. I think the Falcons will get some garbage time and whatnot it's such a big number for a divisional game
3: Mm -hmm.
0: that I want to take the Falcons to kind of get that backdoor cover. I'm not going to take them, but I don't really have much on this game because the Falcons just looked so bad last week. Yeah. If anything, it's a prop game for me.
2: Uh, you couldn't pay me to lay double digits in a divisional game, no matter how good or bad the teams are going against each other. I think, um, you know, the one thing Tampa Bay needs to get going on offense is that run game. I heard Ronald Jones is starting this week. Uh, I'm a big
1: believer. Yeah, but
2: but Ronald Jones, I mean, Leonard Fournette's horrible. I've always thought he was so bad. Um, So anything, anything other than him, hopefully that gets it going. This Atlanta D looked horrid last week. Absolutely horrid. Um, You know, more than anything, I just get nervous about maybe uh, Atlanta advantage of uh some new play calling from arthur smith even though it was horrible last week uh maybe a little look ahead spot last week i don't know we'll see I- i'm seeing away i got nothing uh, it might be a prop game though like you said i might uh take a peek at some of uh the player props come sunday morning but nothing from me i don't even lean anyway i really don't even know what you would lean there i think like you said lean atlanta if anything just because divisional dog getting 12 points um yeah. But all right, we got four more games left here. We got Seattle hosting Tennessee. Seattle is currently laying five and a half, and we have a total of 54. I do not have a play here, but if anything, I think you got to lean Tennessee. And the main reasoning here is their offense should be good enough to score at will against the Seattle D, which would keep them inside the number. Now, I don't see Seattle... um, being able, being stopped by the Tennessee D after what we saw last week. Don't get me wrong. Um, however, I just, I don't, I can't trust Seattle's D right now to be laying that many points against an offense that should be confident. I'm not going to freak out over week one. I would lean Tennessee here getting the points and I'll, and I'll leave it as simple as that.
0: Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen Batman Begins? Yes.
2: I actually rewatched all three of those movies a couple of weeks ago.
0: So what does Alfred say when oh, when good old Bruce falls down the well? What does Not he say? Uh, uh,
3: it's Bruce. Oh, dad. his dad. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, oh, yes, I'm sorry. Thomas Cut that. Wayne. Big Thomas. <laughs> Cut that. He's like, why do we fall, Bruce? To get back up, right? Something like that? Yes. So that's why I'm taking the over in another Tennessee game this week. I'm taking over. What, what is the number right now? I took it at 54, but what's the number?
2: It is right now. You can get a 53 and a half.
0: Give me 53 and a half. Give me three units on that. Love the over here. This new offensive coordinator, Seattle, he listened to this podcast before week one. And what did he do? He let Russ cook. Mm, Keep doing that. We're back home with 12s the day before the day before, brother. Let's go. This crowd's (laughs) going to be jacked the fuck up. No one's going to be playing defense. Metcalf's going to have a touchdown. Lockett's going to have a touchdown. Chris Carson's going to have two touchdowns. Tennessee just got obliterated by Kyler Murray at home, who is probably the one quarterback in the league that is most similar to a skill set of Kyler Murray. It's Russell Wilson on the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go. Let's just get points here. If I need one point going into the fourth quarter, Russell's going to get me that. Give me the over, and let's just take this to the bank.
2: I'm going to take a quick peek real quick at the Seattle team total, if you give me a second here. Um, I'll let you start off on the next game here. Uh we got the Chargers in LA hosting Dallas. Dallas, just like Tampa Bay, getting a little bit extra uh, time to uh, rest and game plan. And um, however, it is their second back-to-back road game. Uh, LA is currently laying Three and a half. Jesus. It was at two and a half when I checked this morning. Three and a half, and the total is all the way up to 55 to 56 C-Max. You know, start out. It's at 56? 55,
0: 55 and a half, 56. I'm seeing. All right, so I took the over at 55. Have you ever seen Batman Begins? No. So. <laughs> 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 this over is 55. I was like. Why not? I literally wrote down in my notes, why not? I'm taking the over 55 or whatever number you want to give me. Yeah, 55. These two teams can't stop anybody. They can't stop a nosebleed. Dallas wants to run the ball. L.A. probably wants to run the ball. I mean, uh, throw the ball and throw the ball. Let's just throw the ball, man. These defenses aren't particularly good. Dallas especially. Dallas just proved against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay should put fucking 50 points. Just kept pulling at the goal line. Give me the over fifty five here, and I got to be honest. I have to be honest with you here. I don't hate Dallas money line right now. I think they're my dog of the week here. Mm. I think they can definitely get it done in in LA. Extra extra rest, right? Probably coming off a little bit of confidence here, knowing they should be the the world champs, the Super Bowl champs in Week One. I think they're gonna be ready to go. They know they need to win here. To keep pace in that 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 torrid NFC East, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was a joke, but I, I think they're gonna be ready to go. I, if I'm having a decent enough one o'clock slate, I am 100 taking Dallas money line.
2: No, DeMarcus Lawrence, which that's got to be what the line moves from, which is a little bit crazy to me. But um... they're, they're
0: not getting fucking pressure on him anyway
2: yeah i would lean over uh it opened at 52 it's at 55 now so that scares me oh god it's a tough one you would you would think it's a shootout hopefully both teams just say fuck it quarterback's dropping back 50 plus times a game it'll be a fun game uh you know la is coming off a road game against a very good defense so i would expect that offense to have even more uh going forward that we saw in week one and then but dallas looks so good so you would think that um they also Put up points this week. I agree with the over fifty-five is just too high right now for me to get involved. No, no, dude. dude when you get it that high, you just gotta take it. Yeah, but we talked about with the 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 opposite of holding and whatnot. It's a little bit too high, but maybe an in-game if they stall early on, rip it. Um, it should be more Dallas fans than Chargers fans out there in LA. Um, so we'll see there. Do, uh, uh, do the
0: Chargers play in in SoFi?
2: Yeah, but they're.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, they. Do. But it's they technically do. the Rams Stadium, right? Yeah.
2: I think they share. Yeah, Rams claimed it first, and I think they the Chargers are like we're moving to LA and we're going to play there as well.
0: They're like, yeah, will we come in,
2: right? Um, that Chargers O line looked great in Week One against one of the best pass rushes in the league. Uh, the kid they grabbed from Northwestern, a tackle, looked like a beast, which is great for them. And uh, with no Lawrence for Dallas, you would think they struggle to get pressure on Herbert. He was throwing darts all day long. So, like you said, he, he should put up points. That's another game where I might just. You know, team totals gonna to be so high though. Uh, I would lean. I think Chargers laying the points personally at uh, three and a half. I'm not
0: getting involved though. Yeah, I, I just want to say too, Keenan Allen's a spectacular route runner. Oh, he's a beast. He's a beast. Oh, if he could just—I mean, he—he's I He just doesn't want to get hit. He he catches the ball and just falls over. God bless him. But he he's a spectacular route runner.
2: Yeah. Um, on to Sunday night game, we got Baltimore. God, I hate Baltimore so much right now. But they're hosting Kansas City. Baltimore is laying, or I'm sorry, Baltimore is catching three and a half total of 55. I'll start here. I'm on the Chiefs total team over 29 and a half. I'm keeping it simple. Um, I watched this entire Monday night game. I I think the offense for the the Ravens will bounce back once again. Might have been a little bit of a look ahead game. I think that offense. How can a you look ahead of Week One? Uh, I mean, when you got when you're playing the Raiders and you're going against the Chiefs, nah, I, I wouldn't put it past them based on what I saw. But I think the offense makes some tweaks. Uh, they got to get going. And this Kansas City defense did not did not show me anything last week. They haven't shown me anything in about two years now, um, since they won the Super Bowl. Which even the other one, the Super Bowl, wasn't great. They just forced some turnovers here and there. So I think Baltimore will be able to move the ball. I think Kansas City. Uh, we saw what Waller did to that Ravens defense. Without Jimmy Smith and with, without uh, Peters, they are very thin and secondary. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. If you're going to give me a team total under 30, I think the Chiefs easily hit that. So I'm just going to take the over. I think Kelsey has a huge day and um, not much more to say about than that.
0: Yep. Second lock of the week for me. So I have Pittsburgh as my lock and I have Chiefs minus – what's the number now? Chiefs are minus three and a half. Yep. So that's, what, that's the number I got. That's my other lock of the week. I can't see them losing. Uh, Andy Reid is 5-1 and one against John Harbaugh in the last six matchups with an average victory of 7.4 points. I don't see that stopping. If Baltimore is going to be so strong-headed and keep playing this goddamn cover zero, they couldn't contain Zay Jones, Darren Waller, and fucking Henry Ruggs. What are they going to do with McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and then fucking Patrick Mahomes? I mean, come on. Just give me this. I love that team toll over. I'm going to take that with you as well um, while we're here. I, I can't see Baltimore. The Chiefs will get ahead early and Baltimore can't play from behind. That seems to be the theme in these games, and I think it's going to continue. I know Baltimore is home, but again, short week coming back to the East Coast. Chiefs got it done against the Browns in the fourth quarter. They're going to just keep it rolling, and you can't play you can't play man against this Chiefs team. And Baltimore is not good in zone. So, I mean, I love the Chiefs this week. Um, uh, This
2: is just one of those spots as far as the spread. Where another uh, overreaction. Um, You're 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 buying this. uh, Raven team being this bad but this is one of those spots where the look ahead was below three we are now above it and whenever you cross that three threshold there's a clear adjustment being made so that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on um how many it's, units it's, on the on the Chiefs team total and then even the um Chargers over are you two across the board
0: yeah I'm just gonna do two across the board and, and the okay. Chiefs spread two three and a half to me two there okay I don't really um, think it's an overreaction to, to your earlier point I just think Baltimore does not match up well defensively with what the Chiefs want to run. You can't play man against the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are going to absolutely destroy you, as you saw with with, with Darren Waller just with the with the Raiders. You can't right. play man, and that's all Baltimore wants to do. Now, if they change it up and they're successful with it, then God bless them. I just don't think they have that in them.
2: Right, right. No, I, agree. I shouldn't have said it's a clear overreactions, but I think it's a clear, It's one of we're going to either be like, oh shit, that was a clear overreaction or it's going to be like damn we didn't even adjust enough for what we saw um one of those kind of of games just because the line move based on what it was going into week one to now the look ahead line was like i said i think it was one i think baltimore was laying one and now they're catching three and a half so we'll see but um on to the monday night game the final game we got green bay hosting detroit green bay is currently laying
0: 11 with a total of 48 i'll let you start this one I, I got nothing for this one this is
3: I, I feel like this
0: yeah oh man this is an ugly game no more locks of the week for me i, 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 I don't have a lot for this one Bay looked awful against this against the saints um, i wasn't putting much stock into what you had alluded to earlier in in these podcasts with rogers not wanting to play football
3: <laughs> it, it, it looked, looked that good. way.
0: It looked <laughs> that way week one. I'm not going to lie. It looked like the entire team didn't want to fucking play football. I mean, you got Devontae Adams wants a contract. Aaron Rodgers is probably gone after this year. um I, I mean, Aaron Jones barely did anything. Uh, I have Robert Tanya as my tight end. He got fucking two targets. I mean, there was just nothing going on on that team. No one was pumped up. No one was ready to go. I mean, they went down and they just kept going down, 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 down. And like Rodgers looked Awful, so I mean, they look bit. Detroit looked like a team that Detroit looked like a team that were ready to go, right? They're, they're a young team for the most part. They're, they're, they're playing for this coach. I know Jeff Okuda's out for the year, I think he tore his Achilles, um, but I don't even think he's that good anyway. Um, but they, they were playing hard. They, did, I mean, they were down 38 10, I believe it was, and and they had a chance to tie the game. At the end, I mean, you can't make that up, especially against the Niners, too, who, you know, are probably a top five team in the league right now, at least top ten, but I don't know. I, I don't have much for this game. I just I just hope Detroit keeps this close because I think they can. And and God bless Goff. I mean, I think he threw the ball 52 times, and, I mean, he had a pretty good game. So I, I like what I saw from Detroit on the opposite side. I did not like what I saw from Green Bay. But this just feels like one of those games where at Lambeau on prime time, Rodgers is like, all right, yeah, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Let me throw for five touchdowns, three to Devontae, and let's just blow these fucks out. And that's why I'm
2: just I'm I'm buying the Rodgers bounce back against this Detroit defense, which is horrid and was horrid last week. And I'm gonna also buy the Detroit offense and be able to put up some points. I'm taking the over 48. After watching that Monday night fiasco, uh the second half, I think um we get a lot of points in this primetime game. I would lean Rogers uh laying the land the points, but I don't lay double digit points against the division foe. So, if anything, maybe the first half minus six and a half. But but regardless, I'm just gonna stick with the over for now for two units. I think um this Green Bay defense is is not very good. I think Detroit, as of now, healthy with that O line, should be able to give Goff time to. Make some noise, and then finally, I think Rogers comes back with a vengeance. So that forty-eight seems too low to me. I would expect it to be, to be around fifty, and um, that's it for me. And that we wrapped it up. Um, you want to shoot through your plays here? You haven't written down.
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't. I have written down with the units if you um, So I had. Geez, I didn't even fucking write these. I wrote them down, but not in the right order. All right, so let me start my my two locks of the week. Two locks of the week. I got Pittsburgh. Uh, was it minus five and a half, and the Chiefs minus three and a half, and those are both for two units, right?
3: Yep.
0: And then I have the Chiefs. No, Pittsburgh. Total- I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's three. three, right?
2: Yeah, and Kansas City's two.
0: Okay. And then I have Chiefs team total over with you at was a half, a half? Two 29 units, and a half Yep. Uh, Denver minus six for two units at Jacksonville. I have Dallas and the Chargers over 55 for two units. Seattle, Tennessee over 54 for two units. And I think I have a couple of ones that I did not write down. So this is where you come in. Yeah, I
2: think you just tailed Philly over 49 and a half for two units. That teaser of New Orleans Giants under Indy and Buffalo. Um, Yes. For three units and uh, that wraps your slate up for me. I have two units on the Washington football team uh, under 41 minus 120 tomorrow night, Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, Chicago for one unit minus two and a half. Might add some more there. We'll see. I, uh, I kinda want to add more on that. Buffalo total team over 26 for two units, Philly over 49 and a half for two units. Kansas city team total over 29 and a half for two units. Green Bay over 48 for two units. And I'm going to add that Minnesota over 50 and a half for two units. I think think that um, anything under 51 with those offenses, especially Arizona right now, uh, I'm going to take the shot at the over. Because you ever see um, Batman Begins?
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched all three of them
2: uh, actually like last week. Yeah. Um, There was a quote in there uh, from the Scarecrow Mm -hmm. when um, he said, uh, what are you screaming at? are you scared? And, um, I'm not scared to take that over.
0: No. So we'll leave it no. at that. That, I mean, that, that makes a shit ton of sense to me. <laughs> and it's <in> my card. <laughs> have, uh, have you ever seen the dark night rises? No, I've actually never seen that. Scarecrow has a quote in that. He's like, just walk across the ice. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, that's what I'm doing right now with this six and seven record heading into week two. I'm just walking across the eyes and I'm hoping it doesn't break.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, I can't blame you. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully build on it. I, um, I'm sure to add things. I always do. Uh, I'm already looking at the, when you were talking, I was looking at the Heineken rush total brushing profits at 19. Oh, I I love it. Yeah. That boy can move. So, uh, check out the Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be better at tweeting them out. I'm actually going to tweet all these out tonight. So I don't have to worry about it Sunday. I'll, I'll strictly tweet out ads on Sunday. But if you got nothing else, let's
0: wrap it up. Yeah, it's, uh, so that was uh, a good talk. That was week two, everybody. And uh, so look for, we'll, we'll tweet the picks out tonight and then uh, we'll, we'll probably have some ads, uh, mostly player props. And uh, thanks for listening and uh, let's have a good week, huh?
3: All right.